Welcome to Voice in Education. My name is Julie Davis, and today we are talking about episode nine and the thought of how artificial intelligence with voice kind of decides for us what we need to know and the things that are important to us due to a lot of an algorithm. So the thing that I've been thinking about recently is just how with when I am doing a voice search, I can see these blue underlined things after I search something and I can click on pages and pages of options, um, but not so much with voice choices. So I want to share show you what I mean. So I'm going to um, ask Alexa something and I want you to listen. Alexa, what are the best donut shops in Chattanooga, Tennessee? Here are a few ones in Chattanooga. One, Julie Darling Donuts. Two, Tasty Donuts. Three, Jackson Bakery. And four, Krispy Kreme. You can ask me for more information about any of these, such as phone numbers, hours, or address. Alexa, what are more donut shops in Chattanooga, Tennessee? Here are a few ones in Chattanooga. One, Julie Darling Donuts. Two, Tasty Donuts. Three, Jackson Bakery. And four, Krispy Kreme. So when I listen to that, I'm not going to argue because our family owns Julie Darling Donuts. But if you notice, I got four hits. Um, not pages and pages of hits where I can go and see, okay, well, what's in the surrounding cities and what's in the suburbs and things like that. So the uh, reason I share this with you is because I feel like we've got to start training our students in how to best access um, information via voice, voice. And this is my thing that I just keep harping on over and over because I think it could really be true that in 10 years, our students don't even have a keyboard or a keyboard used very minimally. And that being said, how do we train our students to use voice in ways that are meaningful for them? So maybe they ask, um, what are donut shops in and name a suburb like Hickson, Tennessee, uh, or something like that in order to get more options. But I think until um, there is a change in the user interface so that there are more options where the next question could be asked, tell me more, um, then we're, we're kind of limited on the what we learn based on what Alexa thinks we need to learn due to an algorithm. And um, that's something we're giving up at this point via a typed-in entry or search. Um, and I don't want us to have that. I don't want us to have a uh, less information due to voice or it become a, well, yeah, that's good for this type of thing, but not for that type of thing. So as I start thinking forward in how do I use it in the classroom, I think one of the things that we really have to teach our students and our teachers is that there are going to be limited answers as opposed to a query using a keyboard or going to um, Google or whatever search engine you choose to use. So creating opportunities for students to just really 
examine? How do I get other answers? How do I ask my questions in a way so I can broaden my search is going to be important if that is um, the way you're asking students to find out information. So um, using while while keywords are less important important with voice when you're asking a question, being more precise in your asking um, seems to be important with voice. So, which is the as I've said in a prior episode, is the exact opposite of what we've done in the past. And while I know that this platform is more of a back and forth. Um, at this point, just answer a question and and move on. I think the future will be where it is definitely more interactive so that th- these queries can keep going on so that you can get more precise answers, but it is not there yet. So what that means for me is I need to start teaching my students ways to access information using voice that are beneficial to them, not just based on the algorithm at hand. So it's almost like students are going to have to learn how to manipulate that algorithm because the artificial intelligence makes um, the decision for them in their learning process. And I want them to be critical thinkers and to think of um, ways to ask questions that get them the results that they need. So in itself, I believe Alexa can be used um, as a critical thinking tool. You didn't get the answer you were looking for. How can you say that in a different way? I've been doing that with students um, with keyboard queries for a long time. All right, don't click on the very top answer. Well, now, right now, what we're getting is the very top answer, which doesn't bother me because in this case, it happens to be my donut shop. But is this what we want our students to learn. You know, if I ask a question about a war, that you know, why why do I accept that the top answer is the answer that I want them to hear or to spend time on? So, I think at this point we have to be careful as educators in the way we ask questions and what questions we ask Alexa. I think the use of skills are probably a really good way to um, use Alexa in the classroom right now. But just for broad-based questioning, unless it's a cut-and-dry answer, um, I'm not sure that this is your best bet for um, true critical thinking because you're being manipulated into this is the right answer. Um, So that's just something I've been thinking on over and over again. I think artificial intelligence definitely has some sides to it that worry me as um, for its moral aspect and for its just who decides what we need to know and what we don't need to know. And I think that's something is a lesson in itself for our students. We need to start working on ways of helping them to understand that algorithms are manipulating information for us based on top hits, based on who paid the most um, for an ad, 
or whatever. And so I think these this is a great opportunity for us to start having really important questions and answers and communication and collaboration and conversations about the future of artificial intelligence in our life and what we want from it. And there are no real standards right now. There's no governing body of what's okay and what's not okay in artificial intelligence. It's companies like Google or Facebook stopping something because of the fear that they see of potential. Well, what companies are out there not doing that? So I feel like because this is going to be a big part of the future of the students that we currently teach, we need to start helping them start to question the value of artificial intelligence and the limits that should be placed on it because they're the ones that one day are going to have to speak into this in a very real way um, to prevent the loss of humanity due to artificial intelligence. I believe artificial intelligence and algorithms have a great place, um, but there has to be some sense of, um, I don't know, rules or guidelines in order to prevent it from becoming something that takes away from human flourishing. And those are my deep uh, thoughts for this Monday morning and um, would love your feedback wondering how would you teach, how would you create a lesson using um, a device, a voice speaker in your classroom that allows students to understand uh, the pros and cons to artificial intelligence.